inform the investors who will be coming with you to build this that there is no cash flow in the first year but second and third year we are able to do it because we can build it so quickly that's the key thing first a quick word from our best ever partner PropStream PropStream is an all-in-one platform that gives you the tools you need to reach more leads book more meetings and close more deals with less work with PropStream you can find vacant and off-market properties in seconds nationwide or specific to any zip code you can skip trace owner information find cash buyers specific to an area and find other investors to potentially partner with or fund your deals. PropStream provides you the comprehensive data and market insight you need to be at the top of your real estate game. PropStream also features state-of-the-art marketing tools that allow you to send out direct mail postcards and ringless voicemail. Even if you're not in real estate, PropStream can help you locate high net worth individuals to invest in your non-real estate business, or if you are in real estate, then you can find them to invest in your real estate business. You can use this tool to find people who have millions of dollars in equity in their homes, and you can reach out to them via email, telephone, or snail mail. This is the perfect real estate investing tool for wholesalers and real estate agents, real estate investors, and entrepreneurs. I love how easy the PropStream website is to use. With a few clicks, you can review comps in the area or estimate rehab costs prior to purchasing a property. Act now to take advantage of the plethora of properties that have and will continue to hit the market during this time. And best ever listeners, do you know we got something special for you? You're going to receive a free seven-day all-access trial to experience all the features this powerful tool has, and you'll experience it firsthand. Just go to your seven day free trial.com. That's Y O U R, the number seven day free trial.com. Get started with this, get your seven day free trial, and start growing your business even more so than you have been. Quick disclaimer the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, how you doing? Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Farrell. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast where we only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. And first off, hope you're having a best ever weekend because today is Saturday. We've got a special segment for you called Situation Saturday. And here's the situation. You are an expert in one asset class and you have identified, you know what, there might be time to introduce another asset class that you want to focus on. How do you go about thinking through that decision of introducing another asset class? And then what asset class do you choose? So we've got with us Vinny Chopra today again, and he's going to talk to us about the situation he was in, which might be helpful for all of you best ever listeners should you come across a similar situation. First off, how you doing, Vinny? I'm doing great, Joe. So glad to be on your show. It was a pleasure to meet you last year in Dallas. Absolutely. It was a pleasure to meet you as well. And I know that you were on the show a long time ago. It was actually November 15th, 2016, episode 805. And if you want to hear Vinny's best ever advice, you can just go to – actually, there will be a link in the show notes. It was episode 805 titled – his secret to finding and closing 24 off-market multifamily dollar syndications after only having $7 in his pocket. That sounds interesting. So go check that out. We're not going to talk about his best ever advice today 
because we got that, although it might have changed since it was almost four years ago, but we're going to talk today about the situation that I mentioned earlier. And just a refresher, best ever listeners, a little bit about Vinny. He's the CEO of Monil Investment Group and Monil Management Group. He's a full-time investor with 35 years experience over the past 12 years, has completed 28 syndications and 14 of those over the last three he controls $330 million and has 4,100 doors based in Danville, California. So with that being said, Vinny, first off, will you just give the Best Ever listeners a very quick refresher on your background? And then let's dive right into the thought process that you had when you thought, hey, I'm focused on multifamily, but I also want to introduce another asset class. Totally. I came from India. I'm a mechanical engineer, and I came here to do my MBA in marketing. And I changed my whole life when I sold books, Bible books and encyclopedias right there in the early four. I came here about 43 years back, Joe, and I became a salesperson, sales consultant, motivational speaker. And then we've been investing in single family home for over 35 years. I changed big time in 2005. So that's about 15 years back. And ever since I bought 14 units for $180,000, that was my first multifamily. So it's good to go small, but now we have 4,100 doors, 330 million, and going to be almost half a billion pretty quickly because we got a new niche we're going to talk about. So you've got the multifamily focus. But then, as you mentioned, you've got something else that you've started focusing on in addition to that. Playing devil's advocate, why water down your focus and what is the new thing that you're also focused on? I'm so glad, Joe. To be truthful, 2018 was a zero year for me. <laughs> I couldn't buy any best in finals and everybody was paying so much money. Even last year, 2019, we worked so hard to underwrite, underwrite, underwrite. And we got only two deals that we did it with my partner. Then this year so far has not gotten anything that COVID came. For about a year and a half, I've been researching a lot, Joe, into the senior tsunami that's flowing through our country in USA and around the world. So 10,000 baby boomers every midnight are turning 65 years of age. So they're becoming seniors and then our 75 plus age group is also increasing. 85 plus is also increasing. So I've been dreaming about how can I get into senior living you know, segment. And the big shifts ahead, the book by our friend Chris Porter, amazing book, your audience may like to look into that. It talks a lot more about what's going to happen with the millennials getting bigger and bigger population in USA, Generation XYZ, but then also the seniors. So I always believe in light and also energy, being positive. So I found a great partner who is in senior living and he's been doing it for last nine years. That's the exciting part. So we have joined partners now and we are building luxury assisted senior care living dwellings. So actually these are multifamily at its core. That's the exciting part. It's multifamily, but it's assisted senior living, not in acute, not nursing homes, not the 55 plus, because there's so much you can do, right? So I just wanted to have multifamily niche in the assisted living. 
can you elaborate more on the distinction between assisted living dwellings versus 55 plus or those other things that you mentioned? Totally, Joe. So actually 55 plus, just like the name says, it's a young active adults who are living in a gated community or in one particular community where they don't need any assistance at all. They're able to have very nice lifestyle and everything. They downsize from their main residence and go into smaller condominiums or smaller one-level homes usually because they don't want to climb the stairs and things like that. That's adult living. Then we go into assisted living. That's like in the 75 and 85 years of age where they need very little assistance. Not even a nurse is needed. They are, again, living, they cannot cook properly themselves, or they can even have like memory care, which is Alzheimer and things like that. So that's the niche we are getting in, which is assisted luxury. I'm saying luxury because we like to put a lot of great features. It's all one story I wanted to mention. There are three compounds in most of our communities, and it's ground up, always ground up. We never buy an existing facility and try to remodify or like that. Then we put also the movie theater, the spas, the billiard room, the game room, commercial kitchen, and also library, and now studios, one bedroom and two bedroom. And that has really taken off very, very nicely. My partner has done 23 of them already. So thank God for me to find him. And now we are joint partners and we are starting probably four to six every year for the next 10 years. When you take a look at a high level from a business standpoint, apartment communities versus luxury assisted living, just from a business standpoint, what are the main differences? Very good point. In our regular multifamily apartments, it's the concessions. Many times you have to give and delinquencies happen. Some of the residents cannot pay. And also turnover is quite high in that multifamily. In assisted senior living, the ones we have built because of the nature of luxury at a very reasonable price, what is happening is we don't have our seniors leave us. So the retention is much better. And then we have the money coming always every month on the month because it's through their trust fund or long-term care or they have downsized their home so they have money available. So that's what it is. It's a little bit different demographics, but the key thing is there is no concessions and no delinquencies at all every month. And it's also a very stable market. Actually, we have graphs where senior living is outperforming for the last 10, 15 years, much better than apartments. Okay. What about the other aspects of it? So with an apartment community, you don't have health care workers. Are health care workers involved in these Very good point. Only the caregivers, we call them, and they're not doctors, they are not nurses or anything. In our communities, we don't even need a nurse, actually, but we do keep one during the business hours, 8 to 5, and then the nurse is also available after hours, just in case. But in our assisted living care, 
these are our seniors. Our motto is, let's spoil the seniors or the generation that spoiled us. So they are very, very capable of moving around and enjoying the life in this nice apartment multifamily, which is senior assisted living. The assistance only comes because they cannot cook properly and things. And that's why we have commercial kitchens, a chef and the caregivers and all the people to take them to the ADLs, the daily life, they call them exercises and all. We have transportation. We buy the vans for the community, just like the one we built in Cape Corral, just built it. And we are not even opened yet. We are 49%. I just found out last week, 49% pre-leased already. And it's about a month more to open it yet. So we are very, very excited about it. So from the business standpoint, and I love that you went through each of those items. That's what I was wondering about. With multifamily, you, you don't factor in caregivers, a nurse, commercial kitchens, daily life exercises, transportation. So what are any other large expense line items on the assisted living side that we wouldn't factor in the multifamily? Very good point. Sure. Like in the multifamily, we have the maintenance staff who is pretty, pretty strong, especially in C plus, B, B minus assets, even B plus assets. They will be having all these kind of work orders and things like that because we are building them brand new AA plus construction, single story only. We never do double stories, triple stories. So that is one factor. We have very less different maintenance. The other part is we don't really need a community manager or a leasing agent because we have just one administrator at each property who is able to handle the applications coming in. And the good part is our cost is very much similar or less than other senior livings in that community. It takes us seven to eight months to really do the market study, Joe. And then once we feel good about that niche, if there is a demand for like, let's say 1,000 units, we only build 10% of that, only 10%, even though the demand is 1,000 in that MSA, about 20 mile radius or 25 mile radius. We only build that because it takes us six, seven months to go to council meetings, to go to building permits, get all the things. Now, if they pay $3,500 per month and the regular multifamily might only bring $1,400 or $1,200 a month, but our seniors get three meals and a nutritional snacks and the usage of all the facilities of the swing pool, the spa, like I said, the movie theater and the library, all the luxury sunrooms, everything is all given there along with Linen is taken care of, their laundry is taken care of, and all the different things. Only the telephone is not included. They are charged, but rest, everything is. So what does it cost on average for the assisted living person? It's usually $3,500, $3,800, or $4,000. Depends on its studio or one bedroom or two bedroom. Usually. Okay. We don't really go into ultra, ultra high, like 6000 a month or 10000 Like in California, I live in the Bay Area. I was sharing my structure with my friends here. They said, we need at least 10000 a month. 
that the senior will have to pay here to get the same facilities that we are providing in Florida and Texas and Virginia and all that. When a assisted living project goes wrong, what are the reasons why? Very, very good point. I'm so glad you said it. Looks like it's very easy market, but it's not. And the reason I'll say that, Joe, because we are doing research right now for a product which will be built from ground up and be ready in two and a half years because six to seven, eight months it's going to take us to find the locations and the communities and then get the permit process, the ordinance, everything has to get fully approved. That takes a lot of time. And then we build them fast. Once we get the green approval, then we build it in 12 to 14 months, by the way. 14 months maximum, everything is all built and furnished. So it's about two years from now. So I would say the biggest thing can go wrong is if we don't do our research right. And also if we don't find the piece of land, which is only 8% of the cost. Sometimes, you know, people are saying, oh, come and build one over here, like in California. The cost will be so high because the land price will be high. So my partner actually has done quite well. We have even REITs buying our product before even it's ready to be opened up. So which tells us that we are doing so-so. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Taking a step back and just thinking about how someone goes about deciding, I want to make a transition into another asset class, or maybe not transition, but I want to add another asset class on my area of focus. What are two or three things that you think that person needs to make sure they have in place before bringing on another asset class? And one of them, I'll go ahead and answer one of them because you talked about already, is having a partner who has the deep expertise in the new asset class. So what are a couple other things that you think someone needs to make sure that they have in place before adding that additional asset class? Thank you, Joe. You are so right. I would say definitely it's training your investors because we cannot pay them the cash flow for about a year because it's just dirt, right? So we are building it. First of all, they need to have deep pockets to be able to get the contract going on the land. So they need to have good amount of cash to be able to lock in the location and then also divvy up a lot of money into permits and architectural drawings and a lot of things as a developer. So our cash outlays there. That's one thing. Second thing is to inform the investors who will be coming with you to build this, that there is no cash flow in the first year, but second and third year, we are able to do it because we can build it so quickly. That's the key thing. And then we start operating it right about after 14 or 16 months. So we have some cash flow coming, which we give to the investors. So we give 100% to the investors, by the way, in year two and three, and then we keep our eggs in the basket at the end. So that's how we labor to do it. So it's a little bit treacherous, but it's possible to do it like we are doing it, yeah. Vinny, how can the best ever listeners learn more about what you're doing? 
Oh my gosh, Joe, my website is Vinny Chopra, V-I-N-N-E-Y-C-H-O-P-R-A. So anybody can just email Vinny at VinnyChopra.com and reach me and they could look in Amazon or Google me or YouTube me. <laughs> you know, they could find me there. Vinny, thank you so much for being on the show talking about the thought process you had when you added another asset class, what you needed to have in place, and why you chose the asset class that you're focused on, and then some differences between multifamily and assisted living. While there are similarities, the also outlining the differences. So appreciate that. Thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever weekend and talk to you again soon. Thank you, Joe. PropStream is an all-in-one platform that gives you the tools you need to reach more leads, book more meetings, and close more deals with less work. With PropStream, you can find vacant and off-market properties, locate potential investors, or gain invaluable market insight in seconds. PropStream also features state-of-the-art marketing tools that allow you to send out direct mail postcards and ringless voicemail, which will help you close more deals with less stress. Visit your7dayfreetrial.com to start your free trial and experience all the amazing features PropStream has to offer. That's your, the number seven, dayfreetrial.com. Best ever listeners, we have launched bestevercauses.com. That's bestevercauses.com. We profile a nonprofit or a cause that is near and dear to our heart, get the word out about their cause, and also donate money towards their cause. If you'd like to, one, learn more about the causes that we're profiling, we do one a month, then go to bestevercauses.com. And if you want to suggest a cause that we profile that is near and dear to your heart, then go to bestevercauses.com. And there's a little form at the bottom of the page where you can submit one and we'll check it out.